0: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact. Good evening and welcome to the Hooja Podcast. I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with me is Alex Compton, and we're here for After the dust settles on IU Akron, Indiana won 29-27 in four overtimes in an ugly, ugly, ugly uh, win that kind of summed up the whole week for for Indiana athletics uh, to me. Indiana broke out the black jerseys. I thought they looked really good under the lights. Um, However, they announced it late on a Monday night last week, announced a blackout. It just never materialized. Uh, They didn't sell the jerseys. They didn't sell any black shirts. Uh, You know, the cheerleaders are in white and white. The band's in red and white. They're shooting the free T-shirts they shoot up are are white. Uh, And then, of course, you have um, Indiana's 17-point favorite, uh, hang on and get lucky to win uh, by two. And then you have the Twitterverse going up in flames over Tom Allen singing the fight song and in, uh, in the in the locker room, and then cheering when Akron, um, you know, missed that field goal to to win it at the end of uh, regulation, which, uh, yeah, you know, is debatable. I, you know, it's in, in the middle of a game; you're you're allowed to cheer. I, I know that um, maybe there's some rule against cheering for football, but overall. Uh, ugly, ugly game. Uh, probably IU's worst game of the year that they played. You thought that they had some momentum coming off the the Louisville loss, where you know you're you're an inch or two away from tying that game in in the fourth quarter and seeing where it goes. And it just you know it never felt right on on Saturday night. Taven Jackson didn't look sharp. Uh, the play calling wasn't the best. The defense. Uh, Let up big plays and stuff like that. Alex, what were your takeaways on on
1: Saturday? Flush. Flush it. It's over. Two and two. Terrible, absolutely indefensible performance. Million things if you watch the game again. If you look at the box score that are indefensible. All of that being said, we probably figured Indiana would be two and two after four weeks. And here we are at two and two. Ugly. You said probably the worst game they've played. Definitely the worst game they've played. Not last year, but this year for sure so far. Definitely the worst game they've played. Nothing really went right. I think the only thing that was good was Chris Freeman. Beyond that, Aaron Casey was pretty good. Defense Lewis was Defense is terrible. Lewis Moore had two picks. Defense is terrible. Philip Dunham had his third pick of the season. Defense was terrible. They gave up almost 500 yards. Terrible. For a defense that we were touting and praising and saying how great of a job they've been doing, you pitch a shutout to a Louisville team that put up, I think, close to 50 over the weekend in the second half. Yeah, they scored over 50 points in the ACC game. IU shuts them out in the second half. So you figured – That was good momentum to build on. Obviously, the fourth down goal line play excluded whatever. You felt like the second half for Indiana. You saw progress. You saw things that made you feel good, optimistic about this game and beyond. And then any inkling of momentum I think you had after that game is now gone, and you're going to have to reestablish it. The good thing, though, and again, I don't want to act like I'm being positive about, about the win, but it is a win. And this is another perfect example of why you schedule a team like Akron and a team like Indiana State instead of a Louisville, because you can recover from playing terrible football and still try to get the six wins. And that's where they are right now. Still in contention to win a bowl game. A lot of the teams in Indiana is going to play to close the season did not look great either, but can't really say a ton of good things about this performance, I think. It was nice to see Cam Camper get over 100 yards. He caught that nice touchdown in OT. Taven was pretty bad, honestly. He was he was really bad. He That pick, you just can't have that. And I know he hasn't played a ton of football, but that was a terrible interception to throw. Missed some throws. He talked a little bit about after the game, he didn't get the guys in to the plays early enough, he did not audible early enough, and he didn't get the reads from the sideline early enough. Again, those are all things that he's going to have to learn and develop. Offense was bad. Defense was bad. And, yeah, you can't give up 500 yards to Akron. That You just can't do it. And it looked a lot to me like the first half against Indiana State. Akron is much better than Indiana State. Not that Akron is good, but it is a different – type of talent but they were not focused they were not amped up they were not ready to play and you can say a lot of that's on coaching yeah a lot of it is but i don't understand how you can't get excited to play a football game and get locked in but it looked a lot like the indiana state first half where you could tell guys were not super into it playing half speed didn't want to get hurt and they let him hang around too long. A story is as old as time, especially for Indiana football. But if they end up making a bowl game and who knows what happens at the end of the year, obviously that looks a lot different now. Shout out to the Akron kicker if you end up with six because had zero business winning that game. You get outgained 474 to 282. Uh, you run the ball on offense for 92 yards against a max cool. Akron runs the ball for you for against you for 263 yards on the ground, six and a half yards a carry. And they commit 10 penalties and turn the ball over three times and they should have beat Indiana. So terrible, but you flush it, it's over and it doesn't matter. And if you beat Maryland on Saturday, no one's going to be like, oh, well, you almost lost to Akron, so doesn't matter. If you win and you get the six, no one's going to remember at the end of the season. Right now, it's terrible and a disgusting performance.
0: Yeah, uh, and it probably changes a lot if they lose. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me of that Southern Illinois game in 2015, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where Southern Illinois is a two-point conversion away from knocking off Kevin Wilson's team that had Sudfeld and Jordan Howard and, and all those guys. And yet had some people suspended and things like that, but they got the win and yeah, people are mad and that's fine um, because you'd rather have anger right now than apathy. The next step is apathy. And I think that's where you go. If, if they had lost that game is people become apathetic. Um, and that's that's the total death knell uh, of of the program. And it, it looked for a time that Indiana was going to lose. You know, Akron's kicking a twenty nine yard field goal to win as time expires, and and they miss it. So
1: yeah, their, their two minute drive, you know, took took one play because yeah. they figured out that DJ Irons could run the ball, and maybe they should have put a spy on him. But, you know, why make that adjustment? You should just let them run right into field goal range on one play. So, again, you, <laughs> you had no business winning the game.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, Akron had some guys. The, their running back was the number two running back recruit in the country coming out who went to Florida, got hurt, and transferred. And th- this is going to become more commonplace. And you follow the MAC a lot closer than I do, uh, being an, an NIU fan. But th- this is what you're going to have. In the transfer portal era, you're going to have talented guys going down a level to get on the field and play, and that's that's what happened with um, with the Akron running back. They had a you know a couple guys from West Virginia, they they a guy from LSU. Um, So you know, as much as we want to kill IU and and beat up IU for only winning by two, let's give Akron some credit. Joe Moorhead's good coach. They are a lot more talented than. Than than people assumed and that came back to bite IU. you they assumed that they could just show up in the black jerseys and you know and and win the game but um that didn't happen and you know i you, you're better winning than losing and to go and hammer there, there's a zero percent chance that coach allen knows that that video is going up on social media Singing the the song and the the fight song in the locker room, you know, guys didn't look happy um, and, and stuff like that. So. that If that's what you're picking apart for this game, you're looking at the rock. There are so many other things to, to pick apart. Taven Jackson was not consistent. This is what we've seen all fall camp was he'd have a great game. Or a great day, and then a day where where it's not so great. He'd miss some throws, and and that's exactly what you saw on Saturday. Uh, it hurt not having Josh Henderson. Hopefully, he gets back soon. Don't know the injury there. Um, you know the, the the defense. I don't know if they were ready for T.J. Irons, which is concerning, seeing that they play Talia Tungavailoa next week in, in, in a game that they they really have to um, play well and to to, to win, and probably might need to win to save the season cuz you're going into a bye week if you go into a bye week and then come out and you play up at Michigan and and get your brains beat in it's uh it's not good uh and there's zero momentum and and anything for for the program there um does this change Tom Allen's hot seat status probably not and that's because I use unserious about football um you know and that's what showed through with with the release of the black jersey adidas not selling the black jersey uh don't know who to point the finger at there whether it's iu licensing whether it's adidas or the deal with adidas or whoever came up with the contract uh it, it's just not a, not a great look and then to throw together a blackout four or five days before kickoff when i mean i, I hate to drag basketball into it but, like, last year's UNC game he knew was a whiteout from, like, October on. And they sold shirts for it and things like that. And, and you know, people could kill it that it's, oh, it's Akron, whatever. You shouldn't have done a blackout then. It's a night game. Uh, and that's that's what it is. It, it's a night game. You're wearing the black jerseys. I'm sure they knew f- more than five days before. So whoever is doing marketing, uh, y- you got to – it's got to be better – and that just sums up the whole week, including the game. It's just got to be better than that. And, you know, execution, play calling, whatever, um, you know, I didn't think all of Walt Bell's play calls were bad. There was a fourth down play that Trey Walker drops. There's a, a wide-open touchdown in the first drive of the game that Donovan McCulley – or second drive of the game that Donovan McCulley drops. Um, you know, yeah, you – you, know
1: Who knows what the game looks like if – McCoy McCulley
0: gets it you know seven. you have a Who knows? You, you have a a soft penalty on Aaron Casey for pulling a guy off the, the pile to celebrate an interception that knocks you back 15 yards instead of st- starting from the 32 you're starting you know inside the the 20 um bad execution on on the punt uh, to have it roll into the end zone um you know yeah there's a lot to kill Walt Bell about but especially inside, inside IU's red zone, but, you know, guys got to make plays. You got to make catches. And, you know, the coach's job is to put you in position to do so. I, and, you know, rewatching it, there's plays that you
1: just didn't hit on that guys dropped
0: Um, or there, there was a penalty.
1: It just Carter dropped one. I think Cooper dropped one.
0: Yeah, okay. and, and then then there was there were throws that, that Taven had that were off the money. Yeah, um, yeah. you know the throw that Trey, Trey Walker, yeah, Trey Walker's got to sit in the zone there a little bit more, but that throws behind him, and you know it's a little concerning that Trey Walker's your next option after James Bombay right. goes out. But it, it's you, you got to play what you got, and he put them in position to succeed, and the players didn't succeed. Uh, And Tom Allen called out that he did not like the way IU practiced this week. And it's concerning. Um, It's the most honest Tom Allen is post-game Tom Allen. And he came out and said, I didn't like the way we practiced. We didn't take this game seriously. Um, and, And practice wasn't good. So, you go into Maryland saying, "Hey, now that's a wake-up call." You'd rather learn that lesson and win than learn that lesson and lose and be one and three going into that. And your yeah. season's probably done, and your coach is being talked about being replaced and stuff like that. But yeah, they're lucky to get a win. Uh, you, you, now you move to Maryland. You're sixteen or fourteen and a half point underdogs, depending where you look, and you gotta you gotta hope it's the, you get the to steal basketball get get the good Taven. um you know it's you you gotta hope he puts together a good week of practice on the whole team and and get ready because you're like they said after the game not beating a big 10 team like that um you barely beat a mac team so when wins are rare they've been rare since 2020 so you want to exhale and and say okay they won but you also got to look at it realistically and say that there there are a lot of issues and Indiana can't take anybody lightly like they did at Akron. And and hopefully that is a lesson that has been learned.
1: Yeah. I think you'll see a motivated team. I think kind of how we said you would see that coming to Louisville. I think it was surprising how, how long it took them to get going in that game kind of similarly to Saturday night and even the Indiana state game. But yeah, I think, have to be ready to play. I think they will be. I think the first road game brings a little bit more juice and excitement. I think you'll you see the guys be be fired up. I think the talent's there, and we've seen it. I think if you play the second half like you played against Louisville, I think you win on Saturday. I, I, I think that's there. We saw it. I just – some of the recurring things at this point to me are the inability – to convert short-yardage situations. And they've been pretty good on third down all season. They were not good against Akron. I think they were like 2 of 10, 3 of 14. So they had had 14 first downs, Akron had 24. So again, IU should not have won this game. But the inability to convert short-yardage situations, Donovan McCauley twice up the middle stuffed that's a problem i think you spread them out and you ram it up the middle i think that's a better probably recipe for success at this point than what we've seen but to walt bell's credit he then used the same look with McCauley at quarterback later in that fourth overtime to win the game with the philly special or the hoosier special or whatever you want to call it so that was nice the two-point conversion plays were nice so Just, it, it's, you can't have it. it. IU has to score. IU, if you're yeah. if you're that far in the red zone, you have to score. This team's not good enough to not score. You have to score touchdowns.
0: Yeah. I mean, heck, you would have taken three and, and you know, early to go up two scores. And and they did. It.
1: They had to kick a field goal.
0: They had to settle for three. No, there was another one, fourth down at the goal line. They got stuffed and
1: didn't yeah. get any points out yeah. of it Probably early in the, later in the game. Later in the game, yeah. they- and then the next drive, they scored a touchdown. Accurate. Yeah,
0: it's, it's frustrating because the play designs are there. You, you saw it in the two-point conversions. And if that's what you have to break out to get a touchdown in the red zone, break it out. You know, what are you saving it for? You, yeah. You've you got to win games. And, um, you know, they got super lucky on the, the camp camper touchdown. You made a heck of a play to save an interception or at least an incomplete pass. Um, it just it was a game that IU probably played their F game and won, which is super rare. That does not happen. Um, so take solace in that, I guess, and then move on to Maryland. You're, they're red hot, four and O. Um, some people had them in their top twenty five. They really haven't played any of the big boys yet, but. You know, we'll we'll see. They're they're you know an older veteran team. They they're not running the ball like they were last year, but they're they're throwing Talia slinging it around the yard um, a lot. So it's it's going to be interesting. It, the season might hang on Saturday Saturday afternoon's performance.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a fascinating matchup, and we'll have a ton more. IU and Maryland have played close games the last. What, probably five seasons, but I think it's actually a, a pretty decent matchup for Indiana when you look at trends and how the season's gone. Maryland didn't look overwhelming against a terrible Michigan State team. I mean, they are, they are atrocious. A total dumpster fire in East Lansing right now didn't look great, but I think actually a decent matchup for us in the secondary. You got to get more pressure. I think. Tagovailoa is not as good of a runner as Irons. He can extend the play, and he'll probably have a couple super irritating you know, first-down pickups with his legs. But, yeah, I mean, they're good. They're improving. But it's a game you can win. And I think they play Ohio State the week after us, so they may have kind of that trap game look-ahead potential. But we'll see. I mean, the season's still alive, so I think the guys kind of know – that can't happen again. You have to play better than that. But I think it's not a must win yet. It's an almost must win. I would say it's a, you really, really, really got to have it, but it's, it's tough. Um, Other things for the, for the Akron game for me, I think you have to find a way to, to finish tackles for loss. That's been an issue for me this season as well. Yep. Kind of have the initial contact with the D lineman or somebody blitzing on a quarterback or a running back, whoever behind the line of scrimmage, the first guy has been struggling to bring him down, and I don't know if that's a, they're instructed to hold on to him because they know other guys are coming or what. But Irons broke out of multiple sacks, running backs broke out of multiple longer tackles for losses. IU has to make those margin plays. And that's been the problem the last season and a quarter now. You got to make the plays on the margin if you're not going to be overwhelmingly dominant in any area of the game. And so far, have not really done that in any game this season, which again is another huge issue. But you got to put a spy on the quarterback, Sammy. I mean, you got to be able to make adjustments like that during the game. I just. I don't understand if if he comes out and starts slinging the ball around with a banged-up wrist taped with his thumb on his throwing hand, and if he starts slinging the ball around the yard against your corners that have been pretty good this season, you go, well, that, that sucks. The season's over. At least, you know, they made crazy plays. No, he just wasn't even looking to throw, I don't think. He was just stepping up and running, and no one was there all game. Yeah. Including at the end of regulation.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's definitely frustrating in that you know you thought IU's defense would be better. Um, the the maybe chalk it up to the not taking them seriously and and things like that. But again, it, it's you get twelve opportunities in a college football season to go out and play. Like you said, how are you not ready? How do you not work your tail off to get ready? How do you not take an opponent seriously? I think Tom Allen said today, this is the first year that a MAC opponent has not beaten a Big Ten opponent in the last 16 years. These upsets always happen. Every year. It, it's been almost two decades. And we've seen it at IU. Central Michigan came in here under Bill Lynch and won. Um, he almost got beat by uh, Ball State under, um, uh, under Terry Heppner. You know, Kevin Wilson, who everybody loves, now in revisionist history, is the greatest coach in IU history. Lost lost two games to Ball State and lost a game to Bowling Green, um, and lost a game to North Texas. So these group of five losses come; they're not that rare. They happen. So as a player, you've got to lock in mentally and say we're we got to have our best week of practice, best day of practice, best period of practice you know it, it that's that's the mentality you need to have is have your whatever it is be the best at it at that time and maybe the message got through uh and it's a lot easier to teach that lesson with a win um than it is with a loss where, where you're, you're now thinking oh god is this team bought in for the rest of the season you lose to akron it might be over it, yeah you're like it, it's over um so We'll see. We'll see what happens at Maryland. Um, it's going to be a tough game. Three thirty kick over at uh, SECU Stadium, uh, nicknamed The Shell uh, by Mike Loxley. Explosive team, but this series has been, been weird. I think since 2015, every one of these games have been a, a one-score game, and, and weird, weird things happen in the, the Maryland series. So uh, anything could happen. We saw in 2019, uh, you went in there and turned their season around, changed the the script a little bit, went on a nice run, got bowl eligible, won three games in a row. Um, c- can they do that this time? Can they go in there? Uh, you know, we'll see what the Maryland crowd is like. It'll probably be pretty fired up, um, but wow. it's not the yeah, it's not the it's not the biggest place to play, uh, and, and it's a matchup opponent. So settle in, in into the game.
1: Make your plays. I have I have one one thing about the game, Sammy. Do you think tr- true or false, real quick? It would be good to run Jalen Lucas up the middle a bunch and not put him on the edge or throw him the ball.
0: Is Josh Henderson healthy?
1: I don't think it should matter.
0: <laughs> no,
1: gotta, I I agree with that. You got to get Lucas the ball in space, and you got to throw him the ball. We saw it yeah. work.
0: You saw it work against Louisville. Um, I think they need to cr- trust Christian Turner a little bit more. Um, you know, in, in Josh Henderson's role, and maybe put Trent Howland back
1: there as well. They've been talking him up. Like, if he's not you know, going to get one of these looks on the half yard line, why is he on the team? Yep. Um, but it, it's
0: it, it's a game where got to get Jalen Lucas in space, and I, I get running them up the middle once or twice just mm-hmm. to keep defenses honest and things like that. And, um, you know, th- th- there are yeah. a few triple option that plays at work too, but I- I'm sick of the the short side option. Yeah. And, you know, everybody has been, I usually run the triple option. Well, they're running the triple option. Nobody's happy. This is why they don't run the triple option, but it- it's, the- that's it. You, you got to put, Put your best players in the best place to succeed, and that's Jalen Lucas in space, Um, and and that's the option you saw him get a a couple good runs. But yeah, he's most effective in the passing game. Get him up against a linebacker, a safety, and he's probably going to win that battle uh, ninety-nine times out of a hundred. Yep. All right. Yeah, that does it for tonight's. After the dust settles. Uh, We'll be back next week to talk about IU Maryland. Uh, Indiana Maryland kicks off at 3.30 on BTN. Uh, It's in College Park, Maryland. We'll have all the coverage leading up to the game. Alex, thank you for joining us, and uh, have a great night. You too. Thanks.